the kind of communications that we need right now is the kind that provides action rather than just lip service. Especially in the first few months when people were scared, people didn't know what to do, what to think, how to react, how to feel secure. And a lot of brands needed to show a level of, of genuine care and authenticity. You're tuned in to Fast Forward, where we talk about the future of the many professional fields that shape our lives. It's Fifi Lopez, and today we will dive into the world of advertising, one that helps consumers find out what products and services can better their experience amidst this pandemic. We will be sitting down with the renowned leader in the creatives industry to find out more about this topic. She is the Executive Creative Director of Mullen Low Group Philippines. Last year, she had the honor of judging the Cannes International Festival of Creativity, an annual celebration of the work of creative communication moguls. Before she set foot in advertising, she was once a magazine editor, radio producer, and theater actress. Her passion for the arts propelled her to make groundbreaking campaigns, such as the relaunching of Selecta Ice Cream in 2008 and Selecta Cornetto in 2009. She is Abby Aquino. Welcome to the show, Miss Abby. Thank you so much for being here. I am so ready to talk about the world of advertising with you. To kick things off, can you tell us more about the projects you're handling in Mullenlo? Hi, Sophia, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be interviewed by you. For those who aren't familiar, my name is Abby Aquino. I work at Malinlo Philippines. I'm currently the Executive Creative Director. And Malinlo is known for many, many iconic campaigns. We're kind of a pop culture advertising agency, and we've been around for, uh, oh my God, I can't do the math, maybe 42 years or so. In the past, we've been known for um, our iconic close-up campaigns and the old Ovaltine campaign. I'm sure you, I'm sure you probably weren't even born yet. <laughs> and then in the 90s and um, all the way up to the early 2000s, we had FITA, the ferry campaign, as well as the surf campaign. Moving into the late 2000s, we were the agency that started the whole Cornetto campaign and Selecta as well, a lot of the Selecta ads. We are also the current agency of Unilever brands like Rexona and Close Up. And we also handle Alaska and Noor and Sheriffer and Monk Tomas and um, UFC. You know, it's really great that Mullenlo is pushing through and staying strong despite this pandemic. And I'm glad that you and your colleagues have helped many customers make informed decisions during this pandemic. I'd like to add that before this recording, I came across a video. From the video, I saw that most companies state how this pandemic has changed our collective experience, but this will not stop them from connecting with its patrons in these trying times. This is a far cry from the advertisements that we have grown accustomed to. So why are ads more subtle right now when it comes to promoting goods? I don't know if you've also seen that post uh, going around, but um, it came up probably in the first month how COVID was actually the chief 
disruption officer of many, many, many corporations and businesses. And I think it's true also for advertising and marketer, marketing as well. Accelerated a lot of things that weren't, you know, uh, being considered prior to the pandemic. It just, you know, forced us to, to shift and to innovate and think on our feet a lot faster because of it. Some good, some bad. One of the things that, that this pandemic has certainly showed us, and I'm sure you know this as well, is that kind of marketing and the kind of communications that we need right now is the kind that provides action rather than just lip service. Especially in the first few months when people were scared, people didn't know what to do, what to think, how to react, how to feel secure. And a lot of brands needed to show a level of, of genuine care and authenticity. And I'm, I'm actually happy that a lot of the brands, a lot of the corporations decided with their hearts and showed us that the best way to move brands forward was to show compassion, the right, the right action instead of the right sentimental, you know, emotional ad they would perform by um, actually helping which is which speaks volumes more than than what a requisite commercial would do that's very true i'd like to go back to what i said earlier about how almost all covid-19 commercials look the same why do you think advertising agencies are sticking to a formula right now I think it's the first instinct to be emotional because that's what a lot of us are feeling, right? So the brands are instinctively thinking that they need to say something that would reassure. So of course, you'll go, piano music, a deep dramatic voice, beautiful shots of an empty city. Those things are, are, are I guess, part of the, the reason why they tend to look alike is they tend to grab whatever is the first idea. Usually the first idea is the most common one. So that's, that's, my, that's my guess. That's my educated guess as to why a lot of ads, of COVID ads, tend to look, feel, and sound the same. I don't necessarily think that they're being fake because they all sound the same. We shouldn't discredit them for wanting to reassure us. I feel like this lack of originality is a product of our circumstance right now. What about you? What do you think are the effects of COVID-19 on storytelling in advertising? I hate COVID so much. <laughs> all, the, all the members of the industry, so you have the advertising agencies and you have the marketers, our clients, and you have the production houses, the people in charge of, you know, actually shooting, the directors, the producers, the, the entire production staff. Um, we're really, really working together to make sure that we get back on our feet and resume industry in the safest way we know how because we do need to continue working so that people can eat. There's also good things like, um, like what I said, how COVID has been the chief disruption for many, many things. We've actually found out that creatives can work for a moment. It's not a big deal. I guess even for shooting, we're finding out that there's actually ways in which to do it that can be safe, that can minimize contact, that can allow for a safe shoot. So COVID really has put a, put a giant monkey wrench into many, many industries. But at the same time, it's forced us to adapt to technologies that allow the, allow the work to continue. That's very true. Resilience is important in any industry and especially the advertising field where competition is rough. I'd also like to add that before COVID-19 happened, innovation and adver advertising has slowly been fading away. Why do you think this is so? There's a lot of, I would call it safe ads. 
a lot of hardworking ads. The good ones are few and far between. There's a lot of experimentation and new frontier work going on in terms of online work, digital work that we don't always get to see because you know we're, we're pretty much in echo chambers when we go online and we only see what we want to see, right? I do think there are people out there who are pushing the boundaries. If it's the ads on TV right now, I would agree that a great majority of them tend to play on the safer side. I think there's still a good percentage of people who believe that it's safer to be straightforward. So the challenge remains for agencies to prove to their partners otherwise. Now moving forward, how can advertising agencies boost ingenuity in their field. In my personal experience, the best ads I've ever done has always started with a great partnership with a client. I've had tremendous good luck of working with clients that believe in me. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do, and when they do, we come up with really fun work. And I think that's what we need more of. We need better partnerships between agencies and clients because I sincerely think that's that's the best way to get great, effective work forward. I was just listening to the talk at the Can Lions Live uh, last week, hosted by Fernando Machado and Rob Riley. Uh, so Rob Riley is the chairman of Macan Worldwide. And uh, Fernando Machado is this amazing, the amazing client behind all of Burger King's award-winning campaigns. They were interviewing the, the creative team behind the start of uh, the Burger King mascot. And one of them said an old, old line that, that really struck me. It's a, it's a line attributed to Stephen Covey, that you teams should move at the speed of trust. And I think that's an amazing, amazing line, an amazing thought, uh, because that's how I think agencies and marketers should move forward. They should they move at the speed of their, the level of their trust, right? So if you have a great relationship with your client, you'll have great work. That's very true. Advertisers must build a relationship not just with their consumers, but also the people that are promoting their work. Aside from playing it safe, companies are also expected to promote an image of unity. They romanticize their workers as heroes, but they don't give them enough safety nets. For example, Kroger and Amazon cut the hazard pay for their workers. Now, how will unfair practices like these affect a brand's image. The call-out culture is amazing. There's a side to it that I think is a little dangerous because I think online uh, there tends to be a certain level of trigger happiness that borders on irresponsible for me. But I'm an old fogey, but generally I think the call-out culture now is amazing. The, the empowerment and the agency that we have now is, I've never seen it stronger. I mean, I grew up with a very, um, with very strict traditional parents and I grew up being raised to not speak to me to have all these people have the power have the means to say what they need to say is great because of this generation's call-out culture it's imperative for brands and for companies and for leaders to say what they mean mean what they say there's very little wiggle room I think this generation is intent on making leaders and brands and corporations uh, stand behind their promises. Now, how can companies ensure that their actions and words are fair and just? 
That's a tough question. I mean, the answer is easy. Be a good person. I mean, that's it, right? I think the harder ask is how to be a better person. And it's not just with companies or brands. It's for everyone, I think. It's not just about monetary success. It's about the success of your people, the success of your customers, the success of your stakeholders, the success of all of your partners. If you address all of that, then I think the brand becomes successful as a whole. Of course, we can't forget to talk about the advantage of essential shops over luxury ones. Michigan has disallowed the marketing of non-essential goods. Meanwhile, in India, Flipkart and Amazon, two e-commerce e-commerce stores or e-commerce platforms, can only sell basic necessities. How can lopsided business opportunities affect advertising? Well, you know, COVID has thrown us for a loop. So it's it's a chain reaction. If you have, for example, clients who are into manufacturing and have been forced to shut down, as an effect, the clients will tell the advertising agencies that they will have to cancel or revisit the plans for this year. In particular, let's say events have gotten the brunt of the effect of COVID and the pandemic. While you can shift to a virtual event, it's not entirely the same because not all the requirements are fulfilled with a virtual event. We do have our ways of coping. Like, I haven't eaten in three months. No joke naman. We've employed, you know, cost-cutting measures enough to keep us afloat. And we've sort of doubled up on new business. Agencies have had to not just us, but I think everyone, they've had to, you know, double up on, on efforts. We've just had to double up on our efforts and make sure that we protect our people and we protect our industry. That is really sad that a lot of agencies and shops will have to cut down on a lot of expenses, but it is what it is. People really have to adapt right now. Now, what about shops that cannot advertise or sell right now because, of course, there are laws that disallow advertising or selling non-essentials. What can they do to resolve this concern? Oh, questions are getting harder. <laughs> I've seen some friends who own businesses pivot. So let's say if you have a garment business and it's not essential, but you have all these, you have all these capital. You have, you have uh, machines, you have sewing machines, you have labor. You can easily pivot to something that's essential like face masks or PPE suits or hazmat suits. And that can at least provide some kind of alternative means of income versus nothing. I'm hoping that a lot of our entrepreneurs can keep the spirit of, of opportunity. For me, at least. Defines an entrepreneur, it's the spark of finding opportunity in the most unlikely places. And I hope they keep that in times of, especially in these trying times. It really now becomes a national issue. And, and that's something I think that we better save for an, whose discussion we better save for another day because that's another whole other ball of yarn. Thorny, thorny ball of yarn together. What's a bit reassuring about our circumstance is that Philippine brands have the freedom to advertise and sell non-essentials. So how can local brands tide over the COVID-19 pandemic with advertising? Well, I think uh, a significant part has um, already pivoted to online and uh, delivery, which is great. I think they should continue that. In the absence of advertising, it's it's counterintuitive, but 
the solution is to really get let people know that you're out there. If you have the means to distribute your goods, you, all you need next is to let people know that you have it. It's just not in the usual way of advertising. You can enter all these amazing Viber groups that are, uh, have popped up and have become self-sustaining hubs of information. I think I'm, I'm in like 200 different kinds of, of groups that, that offer and exchange information about where to get this, where to get that. Again, pointing back to our resiliency, wherein we count on each other to survive. And that's, that's, that's a great way to advertise. And I certainly wouldn't shirk away from that if I had my own business. In other words, resilience goes a long way in advertising because it helps a lot of people understand what they need to do and the tactics that they must employ to tide over this COVID-19 pandemic. Before I let you go, would you like to plug a project of yours? I'm always on the lookout for inquisitive creative minds. So if you guys are thinking about joining this very silly, silly industry of mine, drop me a line. Thank you very much, Ms. Abby Aquino, for guesting on Fast Forward, where we talk about the future of the many professional fields that shape our lives. If you like this episode and want more, then feel free to subscribe and comment down below for all you YouTube listeners. That's all for today. It's Fifi Lopez saying goodbye and stay safe.